just want to use your love tonight. I give you my word. I will come back to the North Dakota side and talk about how they want to censor and ban books in their North Dakota legislative session. But I want to head over to St. Paul and talk about the Minnesota legislative session as well. I know what they're actually prioritizing that actually impacts you and is trying to help you. And one of them comes when it uh, is paid family leave and medical leave. And I mean that in all seriousness because in North Dakota, they didn't give the time a day for. In fact, when they had an opportunity to even study it, they said, no, we, we'd rather not even look for the answers. Well, in Minnesota, they're making progress. Not everyone is, in fact, happy with that. I think we learned that very publicly on Friday when the Chamber of Commerce in the metro area uh, had before them Newly elected State Senator Rob Kupek and talked about this uh, paid family leave bill and their opposition too, but I want to hear from him, the man himself. Senator Kupek, welcome back to KFGO. How's it going out there? Hey, Tyler, pretty good. Uh, busy as usual. Yeah, I know, drinking from the fire hose as this gets, and I know how busy those sessions are. And boy, you're, you're getting when you come home. You're, I'm sure it, it loves in the air out there. I'm sure out in St. Paul right now today too, right? Yes. yes. Uh, you know, we're not under a blizzard warning, so we're, we're, I'm happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Take advantage of that. This will be a, a non-pleasant evening for many of us, weather-related. Yes. Um, paid family leave. You know, I on Friday when I heard about this uh, this event, uh, you know, I was quite critical of the Fargo-Morehead West Fargo Chamber of Commerce and just the, the business lobby in general because – and. I've seen repeatedly, Senator, that, you know, they do these surveys saying, you know, what are the needs uh, for you businesses out there? And continuously we hear about workforce shortage. Well, then you ask workers what they need and what they want. They want child care and they want paid family leave. So then why in the world, if that's what you keep hearing as a business community, are you trying to prevent it? And so I went off and I got a lot of feedback, but I, you were in the room. This was focused on you. I'm curious your takeaway from that event on Friday. Yeah, I was really uh, hoping and kind of under the impression uh, when we had talked about doing this and setting it up um, that it was going to be more about uh, how could we improve the bill and make the bill better. Because I think there are some improvements uh, that can be made to the bill. And uh, unfortunately, I feel like the discussion was not very much about that. Uh, and it was it was more about uh you know, killing the bill and where your constituents, which they are, but there's more constituents too than just the businesses. Certainly this was something uh, that came up on the campaign trail that people would stop me at the door and say, we really want paid family medical leave. I've got lots of emails from workers who are saying we really want paid family medical leave. So I'm trying to, you know, find that compromise and make the thing, make the bill uh, as palatable to businesses as it can, while not, uh, you know, reneging on my promises to workers to get them paid family medical leave. Uh, Senator, I'm curious, did the business community in that meeting offer up any solutions, any improvements to this bill, or was it just don't do this, please? Very few of them did. There were a couple. There were a couple that had some good suggestions, uh, and those are certainly things we're looking at. And, and even with the people who you know, we're like, kill it, that occasionally there would something would work in with like, well, you know, this part of it would 
would help us if you could, you know, work on that. So there were some positives that came out of it, and those are all things I brought back here on Monday, and we had a meeting about, and, uh, you know, we're working uh, on making some changes to it. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, uh, maybe I should have started here and take a step back. As far as the bill itself goes, uh, what was the complaints? What's the, the worry that this is going to be some big government program, a, a, a mandate that they're going to have to pay more into? I'm curious what, what the crux is. And full disclosure, Senator, we're, we're trying to work out a time that works to have a Shannon Full from the chamber on. We just have some conflicts right now. But what, what is the opposition to this? Well, you know, there, there's a few things. There's, there's, there are people that view it uh, as a tax on business. Uh, and it is, you know, I, I view it maybe more as an insurance policy. I think it's a, a for a, what you're getting. Uh, it's a fairly affordable policy that way. Uh, but there is, you know, there is some opposition on that. But, you know, the legitimate concern is that, you know, workforce right now is is somewhat tight and finding replacement workers. There is some evidence, though, too, that shows that paid family medical leave, there are people who are not in the workforce and that if paid family medical leave was available, they would consider coming back into the workforce. So there is a, also a positive gain of people back into the workforce uh, from this program. So those are, there are a couple. And then there's, there's, and there's quite frankly, the people who just think that, uh, you know, who, whether they're misinformed or what, but they think that people are just going to be taking time off willy nilly and abusing the system. And that has really not been what we've seen in the other states. Uh, that have gone and, and started paid family medical leave. Yeah, Senator, I'm not sure why there's a portion that their mind automatically goes there, that, okay, there's going to be people that are just going to fraud this system, they're going to go apply, then all of a sudden they're going to come down with an illness and never go to work. It's, it seems as though it's so far-fetched to try to find an excuse just to say, well, this is why we don't need this because there will be fraud here. And you're right, right. Th th this, isn't, this isn't creating the wheel. It's reinvent. It's not reinventing either. I mean, other states have done this. Other states have succeeded in this. Other private businesses have offered this as well and shown its success. So I don't understand uh, why the opposition's so strong. And in fact, I'll ask you this: When we were in that room, did you have an opportunity to challenge those business owners of what they're willing to do on a private side? Yeah, well, you know, some of it, too, we, I made sure because I feel like there's been a lot of misrepresentation uh, of what the bill offers. There's been they, there's this constant drumbeat of that. It's 24 weeks and it is not 24 weeks. It is 12 weeks. Uh, there would be it would be a very rare exception. That was 24. It'd be somebody, let's say a woman had complications uh, before pregnancy was bedridden. Well, then she might have the medical leave before and then after she has the child. She could have the leave for that. But that is going to be a pretty rare uh, exception on the case. And also, even some of the pricing, you know, it is there is the opportunity for the businesses to also, you know, for the worker to pick up part of it. So it is it is kind of a shared split uh, on the cost of it. And quite honestly, uh, when you look at what other states have done, the Minnesota plan is more affordable. And many other states have had a couple of years where they ramp up. Uh, and they're charging uh, you know, workers and businesses this this fee or a premium to to get the pool built up to start the program. Because we have the budget surplus, we're going to immediately front load money into this program so that there is not some ramp up period. So we're not we're not going ahead and, and you know building up the supplies. We can put this into effect pretty quickly.
I'm curious where the bill rests right now. I mean, has it been heard? Is this in the process of coming up for a vote anytime soon? It is making its way through the various uh, committees. It has it impacts a lot of different things, so there's a lot of stop. I think the next uh, committee that it is in is on the 20th. I think it's the Commerce Committee, but I'm not 100% sure which committee it's going to. It's not one I'm on, but it's going to a committee on the 20th. Well, final question on this bill, and then I want to ask you something more broad, is uh, have you made your mind up on the bill as it stands right now? I think there are some improvements that, that can be made on that. Uh, me, uh, myself, along with several other senators, we have some also some similar concerns. And, you know, we are we are working with leadership and with the author of the bill to address those concerns kind of behind the scenes, working on some tweaks. But uh, the tweaks can't come out until it comes up to it's either next committee or next stop after that. Okay. Last question I got for you, and I'll let you get back to work. Uh, you're you're newly elected, first session out there. What's the biggest surprise you've had this uh, this early in the process? You know, I guess, the you know, the one, uh, I don't know why, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, uh, is sometimes uh, when you're on the floor it's uh, and you're having you know a debate on a bill and people are offering amendments and some of those amendments are legitimate some of them that are to make a statement and and that that's you know that's all fine there's a, a time and a place for that but sometimes the ones that are the they they try to put in just gotcha amendments um, that's really just kind of irritating you know I, I really wish it was it was more about uh, a debate of a or discussion about bills and not trying to put in one thing to target somebody uh, specifically and just make some kind of gotcha campaign ad against them. That's annoying. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of people nodding their heads saying amen to that, that haven't been through that process. (laughs) Say, you know what, just get out there, get the job done and get home is what they're asking for you. Uh, Senator, what I missed before I let you go, I appreciate your time. This thing is something I'm following closely, just knowing that in North Dakota, they didn't want to even take the time to, even study it, and you guys are going forward trying to accomplish something, and we'll be following along. But I'm going to give you the final word before I let you go. Sure, and I just like to say, so we're you know, so last week too uh, met with business leaders. This coming weekend, uh, when I'm back in Moorhead, we will have uh, a meeting with workers and with labor leaders too, so I can hear their inputs and their discussion on the bill too, because it isn't um, you know business constituents. They're fine. They're important. But there are other constituents uh, in the district besides them as well. Very good. Senator, I always appreciate your time. You take care until we chat again, all right? Thank you. Anytime. Yeah, you bet. Senator Rob Kupek out there. Your thoughts, 35270. And, again, I'm going to say this one more time here is we're trying to work out a time that works for both our schedule and the Fargo-Moorhead-West Fargo Chamber of Commerce president uh, to join us. We thought we had a time, but there's a conflict tomorrow. So, hopefully – We'll get their side of this as well. But I will throw that challenge out there, and they can be prepared because I know they're listening. If you're not going to want a state program, what are you going to do on the private side? What have you offered collectively is my question. That'll be the first one. I'll take your comments right after this year on KFGO. Oh, Lord, I read between the lines.